Hey everybody, welcome back to another edition of Rapid Recap here inside Nebraska. He's Greg Smith and I'm Zach Carpenter and we're coming to you from inside the Hawks Championship Center where we saw the new media setup today which is a little more cavernous and echoey. Not cavernous, but echoey, I thought, than uh, the regular the setup we've been doing on the sixth floor. A good floor. AC unit in there though. <laughs> yeah. it, felt, it felt good in there. Yeah, exactly. Um, felt like I had to talk a little more softly um, yeah. so that people around me wouldn't uh, wouldn't be catching everything I said, but Tony White kind of speaks softly. I think, <laughs> like, I remember the one time after the second fall camp practice, um, and uh, yeah, our second day of fall camp, where he was very emotional, energetic, and like, yeah, man, we got a lot of stuff to work on, but he was like super animated and excited. Not that, like, any pressure since then, including no, today. No, and including, actually, you mentioned that, Matt Rule talked about, that's what he's like on the field, just kind of cool, calm, and collected. He doesn't get too high, too low. And I guess his guys have kind of picked up on that, and they've been able um, to carry kind of those mantras and that mindset forward. Um, his big thing today was he got a lot of questions just about the process of how this defense has been this good this past, um, compare and contrast it to, you know, where they are kind of in progress and install versus previous places. Um, and he gave a lot of kudos today. I felt like that was the big takeaway. <laughs> Um, he gave kudos first and foremost to the players for being able to learn everything that they're throwing at them as a coaching staff because there is a lot to learn. You know, he's talked about specifically defensive line. Um, when you learn to play a few different positions in about seven or eight different alignments, that takes a lot of mental fortitude and time outside of just the football field and being able to pick up on that stuff and learn it. Um, and and he, was, he was very complimentary of the coaching staff, the other coaches. So mm -hmm. Rob Dvorak, the linebackers coach, um, Terrence Knight, and especially those two guys got a a lot of shout outs because they've got young players and guys that haven't played a lot uh, otherwise uh, out there making contributions. So Tony White, very complimentary today of what he's seen out of his staff and of the players that he, he says go, they go out there on the grass and put it into practice. Yeah, that's something we heard from the players yesterday. We talked to six guys, uh, Mikai Bayer, uh, Gabe Irvin, Ben Scott um, on the defense, Cam Lenhart. Mm -hmm and Isaac Gifford and the three defensive guys uh, I, there's one of them I can't remember who the quote was I could uh, find it out I think it was uh, it was Gifford I think it was Isaac Gifford who talked about sort of the calmness yeah. of the coaching staff um, and how it sort of how that can have an effect on and it's like yeah it's, that's yeah. that stands to reason that if there's the chaos and everything going around you like if you have a calm leader calming presence even though you're freaking out inside right. but you see the guy who you've been following this whole time just like sort of stoic and and whatnot then it, I think that does have an effect on um, how this defense has been able to to have some success out there I mean uh, and that was another thing uh, that you mentioned the complimentary or the compliments to the coaching staff I think Terrence Knighton and Rob Dvorak I know Knighton like the run fits the knowing understanding um, and placement a lot of stuff fundamental things have been really good with that defensive line they really have yeah and they uh they've only allowed 113 total rushing yards so far <laughs> this season which is number eight in the country and has been i mean it's been phenomenal to watch and um just refreshing almost that yeah. but on the other side it's like the opposite of what <laughs> it kind of was last year the offense last year wasn't amazing by any stretch of the imagination but um the defense was struggling last year even when the offense had success mm -hmm. this year it's flipped and we talk about complimentary coaching nebraska's not really playing complimentary football right now and satterfield uh met um, met with the media right before tony white talked about i'm very frustrated after two games because these turnovers are 
really clouding a lot of the stuff, a lot of the good stuff we're doing on offense and a great defense. Yeah, and I, and I think that that's 100% true. I told, I told our staff writer, Steve Mark, after the press conference, I thought Satterfield was dead on on that because there are things that they're doing well. Like I personally, and maybe I'll take heat for this, I've seen the talk on our insiders board. I've liked, I like the game plan that Satterfield yeah, grew up um, in Colorado. I thought yep. that in spurts it was effective. You're never going to be effective at anything if you're turning the ball over like they have been and having the penalties. I think that we can't forget the penalties as well mm-hmm. um, when we just focus on Jeff Sims and, and the turnovers, and I understand why, but those penalties have been backbreakers as well. Um, but he's correct. You know, that's clouded and kind of overshadowed everything, and it's led to a lot of frustration on that offensive side. I'm glad you said that because Minnesota had had some questions, I think, there was, uh, for Sirefield's game plan. Mm-hmm. I think um, the critiques were fair, but in that first half against Colorado, I'm sitting there, and it was Gabe Irvin run, Gabe Irvin run, Gabe Irvin run, and they, the three went for like nine, six, and four. Yeah, they were starting. They were just felt like they were. That was the going. moment where I'm like, okay, cool, all right. Like yeah. he's, they're sticking to a ground control, ball control offense. Yeah. Like they were setting the tempo and pace that they needed to against Colorado. And I'm just thinking, like throughout that game, the 57 yard touchdown run by Sims. That was a design play call by right. Satterfield. And it, that baby is wide it's open. Wide open yeah. I mean, Travis Hunter followed um, Marcus Washington man-to-man acro- uh, across the middle of the field. And Washington was able to block two people, essentially take two okay. people out of it and led to that that score. There have been some good play calls. There's been a good game plan. Um, Maybe not, maybe not fantastic, but yeah, still. Yeah, I still would have liked to see some more rollouts, even more design QB runs. Like there's, there's of course some things that you could nitpick, but I don't know. I don't think that Satterfield is the top concern Mm-mm. at this point, at least to my eye. And neither is the offensive line that we we talked about all the time last too, year. Yeah. I mean, they've given up five sacks, but I, the offensive line is not is not the story of why the offense is as suffered so much and right. struggled. I think they're five five yards a carry on on the season so far, at least. It doesn't feel like that. But they you said some of the 200 and some <laughs> rushing yards against Colorado, right? Yeah, yeah, they had over 200 rushing yards against them, but it doesn't feel like that because they're not hitting big ones, right? Yep. If they had had that one extra big one um, that could pop, it would feel a lot better. Hopefully they get that done this weekend. If you follow bold predictions right. <laughs> coming soon, I will have something in there on that. Yeah, that's, what, that's where I pulled it from was the yeah. rushing yards because I'm like, wow, like, it, no, it didn't feel like that. Mm-hmm. I mean, Gabe Irvin's had a 27 and a 26-yard run. He had 27 and 18-yard runs against Colorado, um, but it, they've been few and far between. Mm-hmm. And when you have this slow matriculating type of drive down the field where it's eight, nine, ten plays, I mean, you have to be almost perfect. You have to be efficient on third down. And if you get inside the 30-yard line, like they did twice against Colorado with again. drives that just looked exactly like I've like what I pictured this offense being or envisioned, and then boom, drop snap, and then boom, third down, the snap miscue where it hit uh, Barrett, or, uh, Luke Lindenmeyer um, in, the, in the belly, and that was sort of, to me, that was the turning point against Colorado where then Tristan Alvano hits, knocks the, uh, hits the upright on yep. a field goal and just one after the other started sort of snowball effect from there. And the result now is through two games, Nebraska has the 116th ranked offense in the country. They have 132 teams and ranks 124th with just three offensive touchdowns compared to the defensive success like we talked about. Yeah, leading the league, the the nation in sacks um, and, you know, top 10 in rushing defense overall. You would totally take that every day of the week. Uh, The offense, not so much. Got to get that turned around. Yep, we'll see what uh, see what the offense brings on Sunday or um, Saturday night.
against Northern Illinois. Uh, Jeff Sims is hoping to, they, he did not practice on Tuesday. They're hoping to get him back for practice today on Wednesday, but Heinrich Harburg and Shubba Purdy still practicing and preparing as if they're going to start. Um, so we'll have updates on that inside Nebraska.com as well as our bold predictions, like Greg mentioned, on our site and on the YouTube channel. So we encourage you guys to like this video, subscribe to the Inside Nebraska YouTube channel so you can get that video and the rest of our digital content all uh, all linked right to your right. right to your page. So for Greg Smith, I'm Zach Carpenter and we'll catch you guys again next time.